Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads podcast network, including Cavalier Central, Daily Thunder, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today, I'm coming at you solo, but we have Giannis's health update and the status of the Bucks-Hoss Eastern Conference Finals series to cover. Um, right now, as of recording on Friday, uh, July 2nd, a little earlier than usual, given uh, all that there is to talk about on today's episode, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals stands at a 3-2 uh, Bucks lead, just a game away uh, on Saturday, July 3rd for uh, Game 6 away from manifesting um, Bucks in 6 and making it to our first NBA Finals since 1974. We also are... Uh, this is also the furthest that the Bucks have been since then. We haven't been uh, just one game away from the final since 1974. And, of course, we were two games away uh, just um, a little ways back in uh, 2019. Of course, that didn't uh, end beautifully. But, you know, somehow being as close as we are now to the finals that uh, maybe taking a back seat at the moment considering... Um, what happened during Tuesday's uh, Game 4 where uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, came down hard and uh, also fell, I believe it was Clint Capella falling down back onto his uh, left knee and forcing Giannis to hyperextend his left knee and Bucks fans, including myself, of course, waited it in bated breath uh, for at least 18 hours, I would say, before we got the verdict back that there was no structural damage uh, done to his knee. Um, Jake Reitz was the first individual that I saw on Twitter who suggested uh, that this may be the case and we may have some good news um, mentioning that of course, the way I looked at it, uh, Giannis's knee bending, I don't have my protractor out, pardon me, but it seemed like it could have been a 30-degree angle. Um, you know, the YouTube doctors out there that I couldn't help myself but uh, toxically engaging with suggested that uh, that Giannis would be uh, making out pretty lucky to not have a serious injury. Um, lo and behold, he doesn't, so... Um, yeah, definitely a time to rejoice for Bucks fans in many a ways, even though uh, our Greek freak isn't out there as it stands. Uh, many more, including Jake Reitz uh, and others, suggest that Giannis could return at some point in the playoffs. I wouldn't put my money. Um, I wouldn't put my money on him 
returning at all. Um, Bucks mentioned that uh, there is no specific timetable for Giannis at this moment, uh, leaving it out in the open for him to return. Um, you know, of course, at this stage in the game, it doesn't help really anybody out at all to uh, let their opponent know ahead of time uh, who they're game planning for. But yeah, I, I guess if the wager is whether or not Giannis will turn will return at all these playoffs, meaning it could be game six or seven of the NBA finals if we happen to take home one of these next two games, um, or if he doesn't return at all um, in these next uh nine possible games ahead of us as of July 2nd, that might be a more interesting wager. Um, I'm hearing a lot of optimism out of Milwaukee fans, of course, as everyone in the state of Wisconsin um, must be out buying lottery tickets after the amazing news that we heard. But, um, you know, naturally, if if uh, if you're not a first-time listener, you'll know I'm... I'm I'm a bit cautious when when making my predictions, uh, especially when I'm when I'm offering the chance to let myself down. But um, yeah, huge win for Giannis and the Bucks that um, there'll be no structural dam that there was no structural damage to his knee, and even if he doesn't return at all, um, given the possibilities of him, um, given the worst case scenarios that were out there, the fact that he should be ready, um, no doubt about it, by next season. Uh, that's great news for uh, Bucks fans out there. So, um, you know, there's more to discuss on that topic, but I think I kind of want to move along here as I'm sure more talking points will come up on Giannis's knee. But uh, let's, not, let's not forget uh, this game just last night on July 1st when both Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis posted playoff career highs of 33 and 22, respectively, along with uh, uh, 26 and 25 point outings, also from Chris and Drew, to lead the Bucks to a 123 to 112 victory without Giannis. Uh, Hawks, of course, still did not have Trey Young either, but you know, considering that. Never trust the Bucks is alive and well, and that's similar to what I said last last episode, where all these guys could have the game of their lives, or they can, or they can run out there like they just woke up from a nap ten minutes ago. Neither of which would surprise me, or anywhere in between. But uh, luckily, we got a better outcome in this one, and uh, hopefully, we see see another outing just like this, uh, especially given Giannis's unlikely return. Um, in the nearer future. So, um, this was also, along with Bobby's uh, career-high 22-point outing, this is also his first start along with Drew Holiday, uh, Chris Middleton, P.J. Tucker, and Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily a shock that Bobby Portis was thrown out there with the starters, but once, once I first uh, listed all these guys out, out there um it definitely i definitely felt a little more uncomfortable considering the fact that that would make pj tucker nominally our um our small forward and um you know although although he he plays a lot of you know he defends a lot of wing players um he's definitely more of a forward on offense and that can fit seamless, seamlessly when you have Giannis because Giannis uh, can be a main ball handler as well. Um, so, in a way, Giannis can kind of be our small forward offensively while PJ uh, defends the best wing player on the other team. Just like Kevin Durant, um, yeah, you you don't get that same you don't get that same versatility with Bobby Portis, but uh, maybe when. Maybe you wouldn't think so if you just watched this game. Um, Bobby's still showing a ton of energy like like he does in every game. Um, you know, if you can count on, on anybody 
on the Bucks to to bring it uh, day in and day out when the rest of the team's looking lethargic. Uh, you know, you can you can still feel okay about having Bobby out there. Um, yeah, Bobby also definitely had at least two or three steals in this one. Um, sprinting up up and down the court as we expect from him, um, as opposed to what uh, some of our ideas were on him uh, before this season. But yeah. Shout out to Bobby Portis, getting a ton of love from Bucks fans, of course, and well-deserved. We heard more Bobby chants out there. I'm sure uh, my boy Brad Kaler, the uh, founder of the Bobby chant officially, um, per our sources, was contributing as well. Um, But the Hawks had the same starters um, without Trey that they had in game four, and that was... Uh, Lou Williams, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Huerta, uh, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Uh, big contrast in Game Five was the Bucks bringing it right away, um, as opposed to some slower starts that we saw um, earlier in this week. Drew Holiday hit his uh, first three shots. He and Chris combined for our first ten points. Uh, as we started out, uh, started out on a ten to two run, and Brooke Lopez also had two of his four, two of his four blocks early in the first quarter, um, and that ten to two run was extended to twenty to five uh, midway through the first, and a lot of that also had had to do with uh, Brooke Lopez uh, slamming home plenty of dunks all throughout the contest. I don't have the dunk count for Brooke, unfortunately, for you all. Um, but one main fact that was pointed out to me here in, um, Brooke playing like Shaq out there, according to Drew Holiday, is that, uh, Chris and Drew did a phenomenal job, um, keeping the, keeping the offense moving and finding Brooke in spots where he can, uh, where he can be presented with the best opportunities. If you look at Brooks' highlights, you don't see a lot of him putting the ball on the floor like we do sometimes see from him moving moving at the pace of a, of a glacier. Um, yeah, so he got a lot of his buckets from uh, open dunks and lobs, which just, just energizes uh, the Bucks and the crowd even more and uh, helps the Bucks' chances. After the force, first quarter, the Bucks led... 36 to 22, Brooke with 12 points and two rebounds, and Bogdan Bogdanovich led the way for the Hawks with uh, six points. Um, Bucks continue to get deep into the paint uh, as the Buck as the Hawks were showing little resistance. Uh, even even with uh, even with Clint Capella out there, and of course uh, Anyeka Akamu has emerged as as a uh, as a real contributor for this Hawks team as a rookie coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, we didn't see as much from them on the defensive end here. Um, as Bobby continues to pack a punch off the bench, uh, there are also a couple of guys for the Hawks that uh, normally would help them out a lot offensively who started out quite slow. Uh, John Collins hit his first shot um, just before the end of the first half. He had missed his first seven attempts, and I believe it was a similar case for uh, Kevin Herter, or Huerter, however you'd like to say it. Um, I believe he missed his first four or five shot attempts as well. So um, as both of them converted for the first time at the end of the first half, and the Bucks lead had, um, well, the Bucks after having a 14-point lead after the first quarter, um, They've been outscored by five in the second quarter. And then those two guys uh, finally seen a shot go in. Uh, natural for Bucks fans to get slightly nervous um, given the way the rest the rest of the week played out. However, um, Bucks really held on to, at the very least, right around a 10-point game, uh, 10-point lead throughout this entire game. Brooke uh, still led the way for us at halftime with 16 points and three rebounds, and Bogdan Bogdanovich had 13 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich also um, committed a flagrant foul on Chris Middleton um, as Chris was shooting a corner three, and Bogdanovich kind of snuck underneath him, um, not allowing him space to land. Uh, I believe... 
Chris only made two of his three free throw attempts, uh, but of course, uh, Bucks uh, got possession again. Um, despite that flagrant foul there, what was really troubling uh, Chris at times offensively, of course, having having to have the ball in his hands uh, much more without Giannis. Um, you know, what troubled him was having Cam Reddish uh, return. Reddish had missed plenty of time. I don't think before this series he had played for Nate McMillan uh, as a head coach at all. So that says that speaks to how long he's been out of this Hawks lineup. However, he's been, you know, ever since his rookie year, he's been uh, pretty well received on the defensive end. And, um, you know, I saw a lot of him kind of overcommitting. Uh, to Chris, forcing him to go one direction or not. And uh, Chris ended up pretty, you know, spinning out of spinning out of those uh, that cage, if you will, that Reddish put him in for for an even more opportune look closer to the basket. But Chris also did have to uh, call for a screen, I noticed, just off of a routine inbound pass. So that's something else to uh, look for. Uh, for the Bucks, as uh, Hawks show to have even more wing depth than we anticipated going into this series. Um, also, just before the third quarter, um, you know, many like myself maybe uh, were skeptical that Brooke could con- could continue keeping it going all throughout this game, as he obviously is like our fourth uh, option on uh, on offense here. I don't. If if he if he led our team, I think he led our team in scoring only once this year against the Houston Rockets when we had our uh, when we were resting a lot of our guys. So uh, you know, especially uh, Game Five in Eastern Conference Finals, I thought he may slow down a bit, but he certainly did it. Uh, although although uh, the Hawks converted on a three, uh, pardon me, a six point swing really late in the third quarter, which included Brooke missing a free throw attempt. And an easy uh, putback after the offensive rebound on his own miss. Uh, the Hawks, um, Hawk, the Hawks sunk a three uh, on the other end in transition. Um, but on the other way down, he he was able to grab another offensive rebound and tip in to uh, to extend the Bucks' lead going into the fourth quarter uh, above ten points, ninety-one to seventy-nine after three quarters. Brooke with twenty-six points. And six rebounds going into the fourth. And uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had 16 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Um, Bryn Forbes off the bench and uh, Chris were able to add to the Bucks' uh, lead early in the fourth with a, with a couple big threes. And Brooke would also swat the snot out of Lou Will's shot for his fourth block uh, just before Drew would convert a, a circus uh, and one attempt from the free throw line, uh, seeming seeming like a Hawks defender uh, got a hand on the ball, but Drew was able to double clutch and uh, make the shot before uh, making the free throw as well. Uh, even late in the fourth, with the game seemingly in reach, plenty of time on the clock, the Bucks were still beating the Hawks to loose balls like they had uh, the entire game. And um, after a long offensive rebound, Drew Holiday was able to fire one into Pat Connaughton. Uh, for for an easy layup, Drew passing him open there. Um, the uh, let's see here, the Hawks would would keep fighting, um, you know, even though the Bucks had uh, extended the lead early in the fourth. The Hawks would keep fighting to keep it within that ten point range with still some time on the clock. But then Bobby Portis would respond with a corner three. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure uh, that was one of the many Bobby chants that ensued throughout this one. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich would have a late fourth quarter uh, four-point play, followed by two Gallinari threes in a row. But then Brooke would uh, would sink uh, a bit of a bit of a hybrid uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Giannis Antetokounmpo push shot. Uh, followed by uh, another poster uh, to sink the dagger into the Hawks here. I bet you didn't expect uh, that comparison coming into this episode. The, the Bucks took home the victory in Game 5, 123 to 112. Brooke Lopez with the playoff career high, 33 points and 7 rebounds as well. Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, led it for the Hawks 
all throughout the way as well with uh, 28 points, five rebounds, four assists. Um, and then I kind of let it at the top of the show uh, with all this. Um, of course, Bobby, career high, 22 points as well. Drew and Chris each with uh, 20, 26 or 25 points. Um, in addition to this being the furthest we've been and uh, the first time we've been a game away from the finals since 1974. Um, I believe we lost, this is somewhat of a wild guess, but I believe we lost to the Lakers in the 1974 uh, World Championships. Um, this was the first time in a playoff game where four Bucks starters had scored 20 points or more since the 1980s in a playoff series also against the Hawks. That stat was... Uh, I believe shared by the TNT crew uh, right right as I was turning off turning off the game um, you know able to sleep much better at night as opposed to um, as opposed to uh, you know a tough Tuesday for Bucks fans with uh, Giannis's future quite uncertain to see the, to say the least still uncertain in many ways but uh but yeah, the floor is much higher on that verdict. All right. Now, before I continue on to any more uh, game day action, I'd like to share a word uh, from our new sponsors, and that's Manscaped. Support for Nuck If You Buck is brought to you by Manscaped, uh, the best in men's below-the-belt waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. I, like many brave soldiers, have endured more battle wounds than I'd like to admit in addition, while using a conventional razor, I was putting myself in harm's way way too often uh, and subjecting myself to uh, plenty of cleanup. Now with Manscaped, I can use their waterproof 4.0 in the shower, allowing me to have a more effective shave more often and with less hassle. I feel like that's the big win out of Manscaped here, really. Uh, I know I, like many men out there, probably put off uh, feel, feeling their best for maybe a time when they... Uh, Want to be the most prepared. Scout's uh, motto there for you. Um, you know, for all of life's endless possibilities. Uh, big 4th of July weekend coming up. Some maybe like myself um, may have Monday off. So Sunday Scaries may take on a whole new beast this weekend. Uh, but don't let your family jewels get in the way. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now I feel confident when I'm shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it all wrong, okay? Shame on you if you fall into that population. We're not going to call you out on Nuck if you buck. It's okay, you know, even if, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go on with that joke, okay? We'll, we'll get that in post-recording. I'm not going to expose my friends out there. But I got real close. I got real close. However, it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Giannis at manscaped.com. 
That's right, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you just use the promo code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your family jewels. All right. Now, back to the uh, less consequential balls here. Um, that is the uh, big, uh, disappointing basketball game on Tuesday evening. I'm going to be transparent. Kind of a rough day for your boy outside of basketball. Um, you know, I do things outside of recording the show. I have a day job. I got to pay the bills myself, and it was a long day, Okay. Taking on a big project. We got Go Live going on this week. And I thought, man, the Bucks can go up 3-0. A big Giannis game. We can go back to Milwaukee to close it out. I know I have friends who are going to the game. Maybe I can, maybe I can snag a ticket too. You know, I'm only going to Bucks games right now if they're if they're elimination games, so that I can balance out, you know taking in all of the Bucks action that I must to bring you guys all of this um, with also having the fan experience in there, okay? If this turns out to be our championship run, you know, you think I'm not going to be, think I'm not going to be sharing a glass of Hefeweizen with my friends? Get out of town, okay? Uh, anyways, yeah, this game obviously did not go um, the way that Bucks wanted to say the least, this game four was the game when Giannis came down just after half, right as right as he and the Bucks, uh, led by Giannis, of course, seemed to be making a final push. Um, that was apparently in their game game plan as they came out slow here, as the Bucks were without Trey Young. Um, and yeah, this is an example of a game that I had mentioned where it looked like the Bucks had just rolled out of bed at seven o'clock. Caught a quick Uber to the game. Threw on, PJ Tucker threw on his his uh, second pair of basketball shoes and uh, hopped out there, thinking they could just stroll to a victory. But of course, that's not the case against any team in the NBA, especially a team that shocked us all and made it this far when we didn't pr- predict it. Um, so yeah, go figure that they can take care of pi- take care of business even without uh, their leader. Uh, and. Uh, Bucks know a thing or two about that at this point, but um, Bucks starters in this one were um, Drew, Chris, Giannis, PJ, and Brooke, and then the Hawks had their usual suspects out there um, as well. Without Trey Young, obviously a really slow start for the Bucks offensively. Lots of turnovers early. The Bucks had five turnovers after the first quarter compared to the Hawks uh, two. Um, however, the Bucks were able to climb out of the out of the early deficit a little bit and keep it at a uh, three point game going into the second quarter. It was twenty two twenty five Hawks after one. PJ Tucker led it for the Bucks um, after the first quarter with eight points, a uh, couple corner threes, and then uh, Lou Will, um, Mister Steal Your Girl, led it with uh, seven points. Um, I had mentioned Anyeka Kangwu's uh, impact off the bench earlier in this episode, and it really reared its ugly head for the Bucks here uh, in Game Five as well as Game Three. Game Three was really when he kind of announced himself on this huge stage. Um, you know, when I believe he had an up and down rookie year, uh, he had he had mentioned somewhere on social that. Some people even claim that he was a bust, <laughs> even though he hadn't even uh, fully completed his rookie campaign. But he's certainly not that at all for the Hawks, and he fits in quite quite well with the team they're building. Um, and yeah, he showed that his Game 3 fourth quarter performance uh, was not an aberration. Um, pardon me, my screen's totally off the fritz right now. I'm just trying to scroll, not zoom. All right. I remember how to work a computer. Um, but yeah, the Bucks had to bring their starters back out there <clears throat> midway through the second quarter. Not the typical rotation we'd see from Mike Budenholzer, but he is getting somewhat of a sense of urgency considering that he sees that his uh, 
that he could be without a job in a week if he doesn't play his cards right. Um, let's unpack that now. Um, I had sort of limited my Giannis injury discussion earlier because I figured I go five minutes on it here. Maybe I'll go five minutes on it later instead of it getting stale early on. Now here it goes. So I gave Lockdown Bucks a a listen per usual. Shout out um, Kane Pittman and Frank Madden there. I I hold their opinion in high regard and uh, take it very seriously. And Frank Madden had suggested that that the Giannis injury, had it been as bad as we had expected, um, granted, Kane and Frank had recorded immediately after the game Tuesday evening, so I get I get the disastrous thinking that was happening there, as opposed to me sitting here talking in my parents' basement right now. But um, yeah, Frank suggested that. If Giannis didn't return and the Bucks lost, that um, that could be another avenue for uh, the Bucks front office to talk themselves into keeping Mike Budenholzer. Um, you know, because I had sort of mentioned that, um, you know, perhaps the grass isn't always greener, and we really have to consider what uh coaching candidates there are available of course with a with a Rick Carlisle gone now there's still other candidates for sure um although it was just announced that Lloyd Pierce will be joining Rick Carlisle's uh staff in Indiana per ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski um yeah going to the playoffs i had suggested that you know if we lose in the second round and it's a competitive series like it ended up being it could be tough. It could be tough to blame Mike Budenholzer for that. Going into the playoffs, the Brooklyn Nets were, I would say, the majority considered them the title favorites. Um, as that series progressed, uh, we of course had, we of course had plenty of train wrecks there. Although we did eventually win in seven games, we had the. It was the game two loss when uh, the Bucks at one point had a deficit of nearly 50 points, which, you know, could definitely count as one for an indictment on Mike Boonholzer. And then we had the Kevin Durant game in which it was pretty much just Kevin Durant out there because, because at that point I could have beaten James Harden in a pacer test. But... Um, you know, I think after that series, if we didn't win that, you could put plenty of blame on Mike Budenholzer because we had opportunities with with the injuries and we squandered them and more by embarrassing ourselves. And I think a similar thing can almost be made with this Hawks series. Well, for one strike, if we if we don't come out of this series, we were definitely the favorites going into the series. Um, I was... Definitely riding the bus of people underestimating the Atlanta Hawks. I admitted that I had only tuned into maybe two quarters of Atlanta Hawks basketball this postseason because I thought the series with them and the New York Knicks had in totality the least amount of uh, talent by a mile in one playoff series. So with everything happening in the first round, I wasn't watching that matchup. And then with them and the Sixers... I thought that the Sixers were such heavy favorites given that they were the one seed and they were mostly healthy with Embiid playing through some injuries. I thought that that the Sixers would still persevere. Of course, once it got to game six, I tuned in for a little bit. Game seven, I don't remember where I was, but I don't carve out that same amount of time for non-Bucks games. I say all that to say Bucks are favored in this strike one. Strike two, I think it was another game two in this series where we had quite an embarrassing loss. And then strike three could be this game four. However, where I'm going is that Giannis getting hurt in this series. I could see where Frank Frank Maddow is going and saying that maybe Giannis being hurt is an excuse enough for Mike Budenholzer to get one of those strikes back. Um... But yeah, we'll see how that plays out. 
spent too much time on that already. Um, but yeah, as we approach the second half here, you can maybe see why I was putting off the second half of game four so much in a moment. But I also noticed, although I'm certainly not one to complain about whistles, um, if I'm delving into this much detail, I have to uh, note that I definitely thought there were some soft calls um, against the Milwaukee Bucks in, late in the second quarter uh, that could have contributed to the 38-51 to 51, um, Hawks lead at half. Chris led the way with uh, just eight points, uh, seven rebounds, and three assists to Lou Williams, 13 points, and four assists. Um, right off the bat in the third quarter was Giannis leading this charge, getting to the basket um, nearly at will, or at least much more compared to the first half. Um, but after not too long, uh, I believe just after a few minutes into the third quarter was when uh, was when Giannis went up, I believe it was to contest another lob to Clint Capella along with uh, Brooke Lopez. And then Giannis comes down right behind Clint Capella and then Clint Capella uh, comes down onto Giannis Antetokounmpo, pushing his leg back uh, after it had already hit the ground. So as Giannis's left leg locks, um, Clint Capella's large self barrels into Giannis's knee and then forces it to hyperextend it. Uh, by my guesstimate, a 30-degree angle. Um, we can unpack more of this now. I'll take a break in some game action in short order again. Um, you know, just throwing a bit of shade at the individual who may be uh, unnamed a believe a reporter who uh, discusses the LA Clippers um, professionally and has had time spent at Bleacher Report. I don't remember his name, nor do I need to name drop people when I'm talking down on them and their profession, but he shared a tweet that was, of course, shared with me later on that evening that uh, Bucks officials fear that Giannis Antetokounmpo could have torn a ligament in his knee. Um, la di da di da. And you know, what's most no noteworthy is that he shared this news um, Tuesday evening, where um, where we know Giannis didn't have a chance to undergo an MRI, and it was way too early to speak on this. But in putting on his reporter hat. Um, he's obviously just trying to get a lot more clicks, a lot more likes and follows. Um, even though he really has uh, no substantial news to break because what he tweeted out there could have been observed by everybody who watched that game and however many replays that they could stomach. Um, like, yes, I, Devin Zanskis, um, sources, um, being the neurons and synapses and science in my brain are reporting that I fear that Giannis could have done serious damage to his knee after it bent 30 degrees um, after contact with another player. Um, but that's not news. So, buddy, why do you have to go and tweet about it when everybody in the in the good land is already flipping out about not only their title chances or their chances to get out of the conference finals when the other team's best player is also out but what you're suggesting is that we could be missing our all is could be missing our superstar for an entire year that's what a torn ACL is and for him to tweet that out you know with the same uh, diction of a Woj wannabe is really lame and just adding into the unnecessary hysteria that's already there. So, yeah, maybe just not a great idea to speculate on someone's injury status when there's hasn't been, even been a chance for doctors to evaluate them and for you to gain uh, said sources from them. Uh, I digress. We've gotten the better news. That guy looks like more of a clown. Um, 
And yeah, in the meantime, we got to see some wholesome content out there. Um, Bucks fans all over tw- Twitter reminiscing about the early Giannis days as he migrated uh, to America for the first time discovering smoothies, his famous um, hunched over interview uh, courtside somewhere in a red shirt that I'm picturing where I believe, you know, as a potential first round draft pick in broken English, he's talking about how his dream is not to be Michael Jordan, the greatest player to ever play the game, not even to win a championship, not even to be an all-NBA player or an all-star, but he just wants to be an NBA player, which shows the humble beginnings that that our Greek freak has come from. Um, And yeah, we got to see Giannis uh, come back out onto the court and uh, watch his teammates close out the rest of this game in disappointing matter. Uh, pardon me, a disappointing manner. Um, but he's also able to get out there uh, on the bench and support his teammates in in the Game 5 victory as well. Um, it sort of touched on, touched on there that the Bucks really did not um, show any more of a spark after Giannis going down. I'll admit my initial reaction was just pure saltiness, of course, after... Uh, a long, tough day when the Bucks didn't wake up to start this game. Then, of course, their fearless leader goes out and they still um, don't really show much life, you know, to maybe perform for their leader and to make up for his absence. You know, during this game, I was thinking that maybe there was some, maybe there was some merit in that thinking, but. Also, I've heard others suggesting the opposite, where if they came out so slow to begin the game, why would you think that they would feel any more energized after seeing their, you know, seeing seeing their brother go down like that and knowing the implications of an injury like that? So, nevertheless, the Hawks continued absolutely killing it on the offensive end, even more so when Giannis left, including a 12-to-do run in the third quarter. We got to see some more T action, which would not be the first. Um, Chris and Gallinari uh, shared some words after a hard foul by Chris that was reviewed for a flagrant, but I believe it was just uh, correctly ruled as a common foul. Um, however, the Hawks still led uh, 62 to 87 uh, after three quarters. Chris led it with 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists to Lou Will's 19 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. 25-point uh, deficit going into the fourth quarter. Um, not great. Um, I thought that the Bucks responded a little bit early in the fourth, including some increased uh, defensive intensity from Drew Holiday in particular, hounding uh, the Hawks' guards as as he is best at. Um but of course, it is a little too late as the Hawks uh, continued hitting difficult shots, including uh, a prayer from Clint Capella from behind the backboard. Um, we did see uh, another Pat Connaughton drive into traffic in which he converted converted the layup and and the and one opportunity. I was uh, saying saying to my roommate Dom uh, last night where we were watching that that this playoff run. Um, might be the first time I've really seen Pat Condon actually put the ball on the floor, which I know is hyperbolic, but, um, you know, not the most outlandish thing I've ever said on this show for sure. Um, of course, we get back-to-back Hawk threes as as the theme of this game continued, leading to a bud timeout and um, some Thanashi. Thanashi. Sorry, Thanastit. Uh, Thanasis, I didn't mean to throw a little shade at you. Um, the nasty Elijah Bryant, Jordan Nawara, Mamadi Diakite, and Sam Merrill action. And uh, yeah, Hawks ended up taking it 88 to 110 final. Drew Holiday with our uh, scoring leader with just 19 points, however, five rebounds, nine, nine assists to Lou Wills, 21 points, uh, five rebounds, and uh, and uh, eight assists to keep it going for the Hawks all throughout this one. 
Three-point deficit wasn't crazy here. Um, Hawks made five more threes, um, 13 to the Bucks eight with uh, similar, with, yeah, almost the same amount of three-point attempts, 39 uh, for the Bucks and 38 attempts for the Hawks. Um, but, yeah, I believe I saw that um, Hawks were also scoring a lot more uh, in the paint as opposed to other games. Uh, I didn't steal that stat, unfortunately, for this recording. Um, but uh, if I can give anyone some homework there, I would say uh, fill in the gap with my job and uh, find those stats for me. Um, however, I do believe the Bucks are still averaging um, 60 uh, paint points per game. That stat, I believe, coming... Uh, Per my Snapchat uh, group chat with uh, Bradley Kaler, Andrew Gleason, if you're listening. Um, so I direct your attention to them with any qualms uh, with that stat. But before we continue um, on uh, reverse chronologically to uh, better times, and that being game three, I'd like to share a word from our returning sponsor, and that's Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tiered athletes in a respective sport. For example, if you're a little more casual um, about one sport, um, but a little obsessive about the other like I am with the NBA, um, you should still be able to choose, I believe, five out of ten player props to build a fantasy lineup if you're a casual uh, about about a league like I am with the NFL. Each uh, prop um, has a fantasy point total associated with its over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points the selection's worth, the riskier it is, naturally. You'll want to rack up the most points to want to share the player prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018. And... Um, that includes fifty thousand uh, dollars that they guaranteed for, for a single uh, late NFL regular season week, and thousands more since uh, the NBA has returned. Um, to, to take advantage of this, you'll want to use promo code Giannis. That's G I A N N I S. When you sign up today, you'll receive an instant deposit match up to fifty dollars on your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you can visit them at their website, which is www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. The better times that I had referred to, that being uh, game three when we still had a healthy uh, back-to-back MVP and defensive player of the year. Um, I'll have to take you back to game three where the Bucks defeated the Hawks. Um, however, in a closer affair throughout the majority of this contest until uh, Chris Middleton's fourth quarter heroics secured them uh, the 2-1 lead. Um, their buck, the Bucks had their usual suspects in this one. However, it should be noted that Giannis was listed on the injury reserve uh, in Game 3 when he didn't hyperextend his knee until uh, Game 4. So, obviously Giannis dealing with some sort of nagging injury. Um, although I don't think by Game 3 anyone had any questions as to whether or not Giannis Antetokounmpo would be suiting up... Um, you know, maybe it was nagging enough that they felt the need to put it on the injury report, but maybe they're uh, playing a little chess with their opponent, who also is uh, not necessarily exposing whether or not their superstar will be available. Um, speaking of which, though, this this was also the contest where Trey Young went down um, um, with a deep uh, bone bruise in his ankle. Uh when he uh, stepped on a referee's foot. Uh, Bucks had their usual suspects starting in this one, uh, but the Hawks, of course, had Trey along with uh, Bogdan, uh, Herter, Collins, and Capella. Um, this is, of course, another uh, extremely slow start for the Milwaukee Bucks, which uh, necessitated that uh, Chris Middleton uh, spark in the fourth and... Uh, Apologies, my. I guess I forgot how to scroll without zooming in. Um, yeah, as opposed to 
Drew's three of three uh, start in game five. The Bucks started um, started with three turnovers on their first three offensive possessions, including an offensive uh, foul assessed on Drew Holiday. Um, Giannis would also be called for two early fouls, but he was still being really aggressive attacking the basket. Um, you know, risking risking even more foul trouble that would take him out of the game but uh, that would not be the case luckily as we needed uh, every bit of the help from our stars um, as uh, Chris sinks an elbow jumper to close the first quarter um, another narrow lead by the Hawks after one um, maybe that suggests um, you know why why the Bucks maybe uh Maybe even subconsciously we're playing with their food a bit in game four. Um, Hawks only led 27 to 32 going into the second quarter here. Chris led it with six points, five rebounds, five assists to Trey Young's 14 points. Um, Bucks also went on a 19 to seven run uh, at the end of the first, uh, starting with three minutes left in the first, going to uh, the 11 minute mark in the second. Um, However, Naturally, as Nate McMillan was uh, giving Trey Young one of his few breaks, um, as he does uh, at the beginning of the se- second quarter, typically, um, the Bucks unfortunately split those minutes without Trey Young, which obviously is not a recipe for them to prevail in this series. If Trey were to return, um, yeah, you gotta gotta win those minutes when uh, when so much of what the Hawks do offensively relies on one guy. Uh, also doesn't help when they start out one of 10 from the three-point line, which they uh, did going into the second quarter. But the Bucks also closed out um, the second quarter strong as they did in the first with a 10-0 run in the last two minutes of the second, which tied it at uh, 56 going into the second half. Giannis led it with 16 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and Trey Young had 17 points going into the second half. Um John Collins was whistled for his fourth foul early in the third quarter with uh yeah with less than um less than a minute played in the third quarter actually he was replaced by Gallinari um and a lot of critics said that said that it was confusing that uh Collins was out for so long in this game uh in the third and the fourth quarter um Maybe just playing some spot minutes here or there before returning by returning later in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, uh, analysts uh, in the national media, from what I heard, gathered that uh, McMillan could have squeezed a little more out of uh, John Collins. Uh, that sounds familiar to Bucks fans out there. I've also heard. Um, you know, a little bit of displeasure with some of Nate McMillan's uh, minute totals and rotations, but I will not expand on that at all. As uh, we've got we've got enough of that talk in the past year. Uh, Trey Young, before his injury, was especially heating up in the third quarter. He scored uh, eleven of the Hawks' thirteen points in a third quarter uh, stretch early on. Um, I also noted that it felt like Drew Holiday was isolating. Uh, a lot in game three, but not converting and missing uh, plenty of bunnies. Um, continuing on with uh, with an up and down uh, uh, playoff campaign for him. But uh, on that note, I should share that as of game five, he is, um, shoot, forget exactly. I don't know if he is the only buck in playoff history, which he definitely could be, or if not one of very few uh, Bucks in playoff history to have multiple 25-point tennis games. So up and down to say the least. Um, however, uh, Bobby here, uh, foreshadowing a bit of what would come in Game 5, had a big steal at the end of the third quarter um, just before uh, Trey Young stepped on the ref's foot. And uh, we've yet to see him since. And yeah, hopefully... Um, wish all the best for Trey and a long career, but I think in order for him to, you know, be cautious and 
solidify that long career, I think it would behoove him to take his time. Maybe just set this series out, Trey, if you're out there listening. Now, uh, removing any sarcasm, um, I thought that the Bucks were also forcing it throughout this game in the pick and roll, turning it over plenty, including Chris Middleton early in the fourth, uh, trying to force an inside pass when he had when he had a, an easy look at a short runner that he usually isn't hesitant to take, but for a reason he he and other Bucks were at moments in game three. Um, maybe it has something to do with the Hawks' interior defense stepping up in the fourth, even without Capella. That of course includes Anyeka Kangwu who we've mentioned uh, as the series has gone on. He's um, he's really impressed Hawk fans and struck fear in the hearts of Bucks fans. Uh, I think John Collins also did return later on in the fourth and uh, also helped out defensively for the Hawks, which uh, Hawks fans would probably say that isn't as much of uh, Collins' reputation out there, but... Um, Still, he's a big body who can move and can leap. So, you know, you'd think with with enough time and development, he could uh, be a more reliable defender for Atlanta. Um, Bucks, of course, went on an 8-0 run from the 7 to the 6-minute mark in the fourth quarter. And um, by the 4-minute mark in the fourth, Chris Middleton um, was already outscoring the Hawks with 14 to 13 points. And, of course, uh, by the end of it, Chris would outscore the Hawks in all of the fourth quarter, um, including, um, yeah. He did also get some help from Giannis with a couple uh, clutch short jumpers. Um, not as tough of a sight for fans compared to compared to some threes that um, he has, of course, Bucks fans are abundantly aware of. Giannis is, um, you know coming and going uh, three-point frequencies. Um, yeah, by the end of it, Chris Middleton would score 20 points in the fourth compared to the Hawks overall with 19. Um, tying a playoff career high, 38 points along with 11 rebounds and seven assists. Uh, Trey Young had 35 points and four assists. Um, as he, he, did, uh, he did log uh, some minutes in the fourth quarter, but... Uh, He's definitely limited there. It was uh, quite clear right away that he was hobbling out there. And uh, as the Bucks would continue to stretch it out, uh, figured he ought to do the same and be evaluated by the training staff. And, and yeah, um, breaking news, I guess. Uh, very anticlimactic, I'll admit. Um Bleacher Report did share that um, Trey Young is questionable for Game 6 as a recording here on uh, the day before on July 2nd, and Giannis is uh, doubtful. Uh, no huge surprises there. Um, still seems like a little bit of uh, some tedious chess moves, perhaps, uh, by the coaching staff to uh, have uh, you know each of the benches... Uh, pausing with their game plan, but yeah, there's still a lot of points to feel good about, Bucks fans. Uh, we we still have our star in the near future, whenever that may be. Maybe maybe it's Game Seven if uh, if we can't convert uh, in Game Six. Maybe it'll be Game Seven of the Finals. Maybe it won't be until the regular season, but considering the the circumstances, um, could have been a lot worse for our Greek freak out there. So if you haven't done so already, I definitely recommend my listeners go out there and just Google YouTube some uh, Giannis highlights, you know, some monstrous dunks, but also uh, maybe some other... Uh, Lovely Giannis content out there, like him trying us for smoothies, maybe some pre-draft interviews. Um, I'd also suggest uh, pre-ordering uh, Mirren Fader's uh, Giannis Anadokounmpo, uh biography that'll be coming out uh, in early August. Uh, 
I should note that she shared um, that pre-ordering does definitely matter. Um, you know, as far as uh, her returns for uh, writing a book, and who knows, maybe maybe one day your boy will write a book. So, um, shout out to the fellow writers out there. First and foremost, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And shout out to you. You know, embrace the summer, embrace a long weekend. You know, throw a throw a veggie patty on the grill. Smoke a stogie. Surround yourself with good company. Get a nice tan, maybe a nice farmer's tan if you're an animal. You know, be bold. Rock that jersey without an undershirt. You know what? Who cares? You've been working out. Weather's nice. It's hot Bucks summer. So enjoy yourselves, Bucks fans. And I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.